Hey guys, what's up? This is Happy Hour with Ryan. Um, man, if you're in the Arkansas and Texas area, wherever you're listening, you probably have seen on the news how much snow we've gotten since uh, Sunday afternoon around 3. Uh, we've pretty much been sewed in since Monday. Uh, we got out Tuesday night around 8, and my Ford Fiesta surprisingly was able to actually to maneuver we live in the downtown area here in Little Rock and uh, we made it to McDonald's and one of the gas stations and we haven't been out since and the winter polar vortex definitely hit down this way we probably got 8 to 12 inches of snow um, there is I know in Fort Worth, about 200,000 people probably without power right now, which is crazy. You know, those that living in the Arkansas uh, area can remember 20 years ago, well, I was 16 in high school, and we had probably one of the most prolific ice storms in probably history. Um, We haven't seen that much snow probably since then. Um, the last time I think we got snow, it was 2018 in November and, you know, a day and it was gone. It was melted. But, uh, yeah, this is the snow apocalypse has hit. Uh, holy crap. Uh, people, mother nature is not happy right now. So whatever we're doing, we need to do the opposite. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, this is most snow I've seen since then. But I just remember waking up in, um. December 26, 2000, and there was just like, I, you know, I remember hearing limbs as I was sleeping. I could hear limbs falling and, you know, the sleet and everything coming down. Got up the next morning, power lines are down, you know, no power and everything. But if you had gas heaters, you could make it, you know, instead of, you know, all electricity. So I remember we went and stayed uh, with uh, our landlord and his family. And uh, then we went to stay with my grandma, and she lives out in a rural area, so we had it made for the next three and a half weeks, but I just remember going uh, into early June to make up that one week we had missed for school, but uh, yeah, which Monday was a holiday, but they had already announced like schools were going to be closed the entire week. Uh, My wife's been off work, but of course I've been working uh, still at home because uh, I've been permanently working from home due to COVID-19. But uh, yeah, it's just insane how much snow we've gotten. And um, controversial post, uh, we'll kind of get into a few of those that happened over the week. But uh, one of the mayors actually resigned and he said he'd already put in his resignation this month. But um, he was you know, made some controversial comments telling people, you know, suck it up and, you know, need to make a plan. And, you know, of course, pointing the finger at him, of course, immediately people responded and, you know, said, uh, well, you know, you didn't have a plan basically. And, you know, uh, basically he, one thing that really, you know, gets under my skin or what's really thrown out there is what's crazy. I kind of know what they're getting at, but, you know, he said, oh, people are looking for handouts. 
And, you know, it says something in the good book about, well, you know, asking you shall receive or, you know, you don't know if you don't ask. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there are some people that, you know, that do need to get up and, and do something. But, you know, it may be some people that are not able to do that. You know, uh, my mom, you know, and other people that may have a physical disability. You just can't say things like that, um, you know, and I think too many times uh, people's emotions get the best of them and they just say whatever. And we see that all the time on social media. And I'm about to get to that here right now. So Gina Carano, who um, <clears throat> many of you know, she's an actress. She's or was currently <laughs> she was on The Mandalorian <clears throat> the first two seasons. And she was in uh, Fast and Furious uh, six, I believe. Um, but anyway, she made a controversial post. I'm going to read that. And, you know, people fired right away as you might expect um she was saying that jews were beaten in the streets not by nazi soldiers but by their neighbors even by children she went on to state because history is edited most people today don't realize that to get to the point where nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of jews the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being jews so kind of interpret that that last part you know well um my race has experienced that you know dislike for being black you know um okay then um she goes on to state that um in her experience someone screaming at someone just because you know they think they're a racist but they are indeed not or any post or research you do will show those exact facts okay she said, then I'm sorry, these people are not educators. They are cowards and bullies. You know, <clears throat> are they really bullying them, though? Or are they trying to, like, make them open up their eyes and see what the world is about? And back to what happened on January 6th at the Capitol. You saw what happened. Not a lot of repercussions for the most part. Um, but had that been... A minority race we would have seen bloodshed simple as that um so i think it's not so much bullying i think just people are trying to get their point across to see what's really going on in the world still today even though we've came long distances you know we still got a ways to go <clears throat> then she says if you're silent about your beliefs because you're worried someone would be offended then your beliefs are not that important to you but rather what people think about you is well that's with anything people are gonna you know always have an opinion of you of course be yourself uh, never change um you know whatever you want to do uh is is on on your own dime you know nobody i don't think anybody should you know look down on somebody or, or pass judgment you know we're no room to judge anyone uh for that matter so and then she says here, what people see about you will speak more loudly than how people feel about you. Because in the end, when we stand up for what is right and true, we will have many who hate us or love us, but all will know what we are fighting for. Okay. Someone maybe could get a little bored on that. But, um, you know, the, the, the comments in the beginning I was reading 
uh, the paragraph talking about, you know, comparing, you know, conservatives to this and that. Like, it's, it's just crazy rhetoric on, on her part. Um, Dana White came out, UFC president, which you might expect, and said, you know, she shouldn't have said what she said. Of course, he did. Uh, he was a huge supporter of uh, past President Trump. And um, he actually spoke at the Republican, Republican convention back in 2016. And, uh, but, you know, he said, I think people shouldn't have been that hard on her. Well, what do you expect saying something like that? Um, you know, I think, a lot, and, you know, more often than none, we're looked at in a microscope for saying things, but. 10 times as much celebrities are really under microscope, I guess, because, you know, they're looked up to they're role models, polarizing figures and, you know, tread lightly what you say, um, because she actually, you know, has been fired from the Mandalorian, probably won't get to work with the franchise for, you know, maybe forever. Maybe, maybe she's ostracized forever. I don't know. Uh, but you know, people came out the woodwork and, you know, you said what you said, you, you know, you reap the consequences and repercussions of your actions. So, I mean, something I wouldn't have said, but you know, you know, uh, that's, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine the other day and it seems like it's just a type of Neanderthal way of speaking, you know, (laughs) Uh, there was a video a friend of mine, Joe, posted. And she was on the podcast a couple years ago where this girl was playing um, a online video game. And uh, somebody asked uh, if, uh, or like what color her thong was. And it's like, wow, really? You know, something I never would say, never have said. But uh, she went into a dialogue about, you know, like, what are you thinking? And then the guy basically was trying to cover up his actions by saying, oh, um, I was just joking. Like, "Mm, I don't think you were. I think you probably meant that. But then she said, you know, if a comic comedian was standing up uh, performing and said that, you know, and then was like, oh, uh, you know, why would you say that? And he says, oh, but I was just joking again. You know, that's, that's just ridiculous, something to say. But back to what I was saying, that Neanderthal way of, of that, that thought process is, you know, getting a lot of people can. Um, again, you know, I guess people will say, oh, hypocritical, you know, oh, you know, freedom of speech and this and that. But we kind of live in a different time because, yeah. You can say what you want, but somebody like in Gina Carano's position, who's an actor, you know, who's a celebrity, you know, lost lost one of their jobs, you, you know, and, and probably a cool one at that, you know, being on Star Wars Mandalorian. So, um, yeah, uh, it's just crazy. So I kind of will go into uh, this next part here. So... For a long time, there's been a highly regarded discussion of who's actually the greatest of all time or the GOAT. Um, Michael Jordan 
as you would expect, be on that list. He's obviously known as one of the best pro athletes, not just in NBA or basketball, professional basketball for several years. Until there's a guy named Tom Brady came along and he was starting to rack up championships since 2001. And he's at five before this year. And potentially he's still playing 43 years old in line possibly to win a sixth championship which he did, and then won a seventh. And so I had posted about Serena actually winning 23 championships in tennis, you know, singles. And I said, well, actually, technically, you don't get real technical about it. She's the GOAT. And then so a guy I went to school with stated that, well, Serena had a tantrum against this 20-year-old uh, this Asian standout uh, tennis athlete. And... Um, I said, we didn't say anything about tantrums, you know. I said, um, technically, we were just talking about who had the most championships. And uh, I said, if you want to talk about sore loser and tantrums, Tom Brady, the Super Bowl, three Super Bowls he's lost, he didn't shake, to my knowledge, that I remember their hands and even told his daughter when they lost, he lost the most recent one to the Philadelphia Eagles a few years ago that... Um, he told his daughter that sometimes you gotta let people lose and I'm like no bro you lost just admit it and I said well you know you got Ric Flair with 16 titles and other athletes Bill Russell with 11 and 7 and so on and I said actually New York Yankees as a team has 27 championships and Boston Celtics and Lakers have you know 18 and 17 respectively there so um I said, you know, we weren't getting into about sore losers or tantrums, but to bring that up, you know, really, wow, that's crazy. But then when I said, oh, Tom Brady, I fired back with well, Tom Brady's, he's been a sore loser before. Then I, I was told I was being racist for, you know, saying Tom Brady. And I said, no, he just happened to be the perfect person that's been most recently in the news. Um, you know, of course, winning seven Super Bowl, um, you know. Yeah, it, it just amazes me, um, you know, the, the level sometimes people will go um, saying this and that and just to break up a, a nice general conversation, you know, to just bring up that like it had nothing to do with tantrums. Uh, just acknowledge Serena is one of the GOATs. She's one of the best. 23 singles. These are individual titles in tennis. Like, you know, so that just blew my mind. Um you know, like I said, the, the stuff that comes out of people's mouth to either start an argument and then he started an argument with several of my friends. And I was just like, really? Um, unfriend, you know, it's just, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, I just don't understand it anymore. Um, you know, you can't have a civil conversation with somebody coming in and trying to ruin it. But we'll get some into a hype news headline here before we get to our guest for the week. So the new Mortal Kombat trailer dropped and man it looks really good as I stated previous on a, a pre-hype show podcast of mine um, it's about uh, two and a half minutes long actually with the trailer but it's actually rated R so uh, upgrade from the PG-13 on the last two movies which the last one was a flop the Annihilation um, the sequel to the original Mortal Kombat which I thought the first one was really good but the second one just wasn't that good it was horrible 
Um, but this one looks a lot better because it's by Warner Brothers. It's debuting on HBO Max on April 16th. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, you kind of see how Jax gets his uh, cybernetic arms uh, in the first uh, few seconds of the trailer and everything. So that's pretty cool. So uh, they have Raiden, uh, Mylena, Sonya Blade, Kano. Um, Sub-Zero's suit, by the way, looks awesome. The the look and feel, I mean, it looks fantastic. Um, it's going to be really good. Uh, toward the end, you kind of see Goro. You see Shao Kahn. So I think it's going to be a really good movie. So I'm putting all my marbles and <laughs> put all my chips in. I think it's going to be a great movie. Um, it's going to be interesting to see here. Less than shot in two months release on HBO Max. Also in theaters April 16th. So looking really forward to that. Well, we'll go ahead and get to our guest for this week. Be Mr. Kenyon Jacobs. Another highlight here since Black History Month. Uh, one of my good friends and former colleagues. Uh, straight up business guy. Uh, he knows the system and he's just preparing you know, for his uh, children and, and also grandchildren, which we all should aspire to do, uh, setting up, you know, for their future. Um, so he just comes on and tells about his life journey at Jackson State and uh, what business ventures he's uh, done and what he's pursuing. So it was a really good podcast we did a couple years ago. So uh, definitely listen up. And, you know, like I always say, we can always learn something from our peers here in our community. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Kenyon Jacobs, this week's guest on Happy Hour with Ryan. All right, man, so we got Kenyon on. I'm here, man. Man, man, what's been going on? Man, everything's great, man. I'm glad to be here on the Ryan Express, man. I'm glad to be oh, here. Oh, yeah, we appreciate you being on. Appreciate you being on. So you're from uh, Little Rock. Tell us how it was growing up in Little Rock, in the city. In, in the city, <laughs> man. Uh, I love growing up in Little Rock, man. I'm from a uh, neighborhood called Hingan Acres. I grew up there, uh, graduated from Mills High School. Uh, Shout out to Mills. Shout out to Mills, you know, <laughs> class of 97. Uh, that's my class. Uh, you know, in, in the being, being a teenager in the '90s in Little Rock, uh, you know, people obviously how dangerous it was. Now, you know, people did get shot and killed or whatever, but uh, you know, it was. I mean, I guess it's just like every other city. You know, around that time, you know, you have your dangerous spots. You have your spots that are okay, uh, but mostly, man, I, I I love growing up here in the city. Uh, I would go to, to the country uh, with my parents from in Carthage, Arkansas. I'd go there, have, you know, have a good time down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, it was just just, just a regular country, just regular country living, man. It's a regular country. Awesome. <laughs> Any brothers, sisters, only child? Only child. Man. Only child. Only child. Yeah, only child. I know man. how that is. I have some, uh, <laughs> some, some cousins that I'm really close to. Uh, that I like my brothers and sisters, but yeah, man, mm-hmm. biologically, I'm the only one. I'm here. <laughs> what, what, what do the parents do? Uh, my parents, my, my parents are both retired. My uh, my mother, uh, school teacher, she taught school for 41 years, I believe. And my dad is retired from the state of Arkansas. He worked in the uh, actual Department of Workforce Services. He retired after 38 years. Uh, my dad was also uh, in the Air Force. He uh, served overseas. Uh, served in Korea. Uh, he's been all over the world. So, 
Uh, yeah, they're just, just they're, they're just enjoying life now. They're enjoying life. I didn't know your mom was a school teacher. <laughs> yeah, so my, my taught school ten and a half. She had to take an early disability. Yeah, okay. so that, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, my mom. She actually, my mom taught fifth grade. Uh, for about 18, 19 years, and then she got her master's degree and actually became a counselor. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, awesome. so she was a school, a school counselor as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. So when you were saying, yeah, the, the, I guess the crime in Little Rock, mm -hmm. take us through like the, the banging Little Rock, the banging I, and Little I Rock. just kind of heard about it. <laughs> right. I didn't even know about it growing right. up until I got up here, and I was right. like, they had that in Little Rock? Yeah. You, you know, and that was like, what, 94? Right. I think I they did a documentary series came out on it. In like 93, 94 area. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was HBO special. Uh, that actually put Little Rock on the map as far as uh, the most dangerous city in America, I guess, per capita. You know, Little Rock is a smaller mm -hmm. city, but mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have it at the number of murders as other larger cities, but per capita, uh, it was the murder capital, I think, in 93, 94 range. It was the murder capital. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so the whole back in Little Rock, uh, and you kind of, when you go out of town, during those times, when you go out of town and tell people in Little Rock, First thing, oh, bang in Little Rock, bang in Little Rock. That's all bang. they know. That's all they know. Or Bill Clinton. Yeah, Bill Clinton, that's right. Bill yeah. Clinton, or because Bill Clinton got elected in 92, so that's right. that was around the same time that the bang in Little Rock was really going on. So uh, that was two things, you know, every time you go out of town, it was either, oh, where you from? From Little Rock. Oh, okay, bang in Little Rock and, and Bill Clinton. That, that was it. But, uh, you know, in, in my opinion, you know, it, it wasn't as, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as, uh, you know the media made out to be or people made out to be mm -hmm. in, in my opinion mm -hmm. now of course uh, everybody knows somebody around that time who was killed around that time but uh, you know most of the things were isolated uh, isolated events but yeah uh, it just depends on I guess it depends on you know what neighborhood you were from or uh, from what you saw so that, that's pretty much it man but yeah man banging Little Rock and Bill Clinton, that's all it was in, in, the, in the 90s, man. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. So, and, and then, so you went to middle school at, but before you entered uh, high school, Jay Fair, where'd you go to middle school at? Uh, I went to Fuller. Okay. I went to Fuller. Uh, I went to, let me tell you what I did, man. I went to, I, I lived with my grandparents until I was nine. So, I was going to school in Carthage. And then I came up here when I was nine. I went to Fuller Elementary for one year. Uh, that was fourth grade. And then fifth and sixth grade, I went to College Station Elementary. And I that area. Yeah, College Station. Yeah, College Station. Yeah, man. I, yeah, man. I love College Station, man. I had mm -hmm. great times in College Station. Still got a lot of good friends in College Station. Uh, I love College Station, man. We had a, had a great time there. Fifth and sixth grade, uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Mm -hmm. Went to uh, Fuller Junior High because uh, it was still Junior High when they had the middle school. Then it was still Junior High. Was still seventh, eighth, and ninth. Okay. Uh, because by the time I got to Mills, Mills was only three grade. It was only 10th, 11th, and 12th grade at Mills at that time. Uh, but now Mills has 9th through 12th and probably half the students. So it's wow. going to show you that um, uh, the the charter school, uh, the private school, uh, that thing is real, man. They, they, mm -hmm. they draw a lot of people because uh, when I was in Mills, uh, we had probably just, a, just under 1,000 people mm -hmm. in three grades. Mm -hmm. And now I think Mills has about maybe 500 five six hundred in four grades so my yeah. goodness because I, I just you know I went you know from the Queen mm -hmm. and I think our graduating class was 84 84 yeah, yeah and that was it yeah <laughs> I think my graduating class was maybe like 265 270 okay. somewhere around that time but I think now it's, it's a lot smaller now 
Yeah, a lot smaller. Yeah. Okay, okay. So then venture into high school. Yeah, man. High school. Uh, how's the high school? Uh, pretty popular guy playing sports. Man, I'm just, 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 man, I was just a guy that kind of got along with everybody, man. Yep. Uh, I was in the mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the orchestra. Uh, so ha- ha- yeah. Take us through like music, interest in music. Yeah. Something always you wanted to do. Or? Oh wait, man. You know what? I, I started playing the piano when I was uh, four years old. My, That's impressive. My, yeah, my mother got me piano lessons, so I okay. started on the piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got to uh, the fourth grade, I started playing the violin. I played the violin my fourth, fifth, and sixth grade year, and then uh, when I got to seventh grade, I started playing the saxophone. And oh, I played nice. the saxophone all the way through. You and Bill, yeah, me and Bill, man. Yeah, I played the uh, I played the alto sax, and I actually also played the uh, I played the bassoon in the orchestra. Mm-hmm. I played the bassoon in the orchestra as well. Uh, now I went I went a full time orchestra student in high school, a full time band member. Mm-hmm. I just played the bassoon uh, when there was the band director uh, needed me to just a couple of songs, a couple of parts. But uh, yeah, I played the bassoon too, man. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, man, I was, I was just I got along with everybody. I thought I did, but yeah, you know how that goes. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you yeah, always, I mean, I mean, I met you and I really immediately clicked with you. Really nice guy, positive, yeah, very positive. Yeah, so man. I can see it very social. Yeah, so that's, that's really good. That's really good. get along with it. I try, I try to get along with everybody, man. Uh, that's all you can. Do. That, that's all I can do, man. <laughs> get along with everybody. Yeah, uh, I don't see people, you know, differently, even though, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we all come from different backgrounds, different, different places, man. Mm-hmm. I try not to try to judge people, try not to, you know, say, oh, yeah, you're from there. Oh, I can't really fool with you. And you that's know? a good thing about you our know, generation like or mm-hmm. our two generations, yeah. or I guess we're in the same generation, you know, and I mean, it's just good just getting along with it. And stuff just flows more smoothly when it you does. do that. It does, you man. Know? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So then, so you're in band and, and so... You know, college is looming, or you know, looming, family's man. like, where are you gonna go to college? Yeah, so, man. So, so what I, are your prospects? I, I, had, I had a lot of pressure on me to go to uh, UAPB, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's basically our family school. My mom graduated from there. Okay. Uh, both of her, uh, actually, all three of her brothers graduated from UAPB as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of aunts and uncles that graduated from UAPB, cousins. Uh, and I was actually going to. I got accepted into UAPB. I got accepted okay. into Grambling. And I got accepted oh, into uh, yeah. Jackson State. Yeah, <laughs> those those were my three schools, and I was actually going to UAPB until I got accepted into Jackson State. So I changed my mind. I actually changed my mind uh, Thanksgiving my senior year in high school. I was all mm-hmm. set to go to Pine Bluff. I had already, mm-hmm. you know, been accepted in the band, ready to go. Uh, the last, well, I guess that's would be considered the last minute, I guess. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, so, what, six months before I graduated from high school, I changed my mind and said, hey, I'm going to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And I ended up graduating from high school uh, May 31st, 1997. Okay. Graduated from high school. Um, I went to Jackson. Uh, mm-hmm. I started in August. I started early August. I had to be down there for band camp. So I started. Drumline. Hey, just like, just like Drumline, man. <laughs> I, I was in that thing, man. Drumline, nice, man. Nice. Yeah, it was in there. Were we all getting uh, haze and all that? Like from the movie? I mean, uh, modern, you know. Well, like, well, I guess what it is. It, messing with you a little bit. Dr- drumline is a lot different from reality. Okay. You know, when I first saw Drumline, there, there are bits and pieces of Drumline that I said, okay, I recognize that. But there's a lot of bits and pieces that I said, well, hey, I don't recognize that. It, it, you know, you know, I think you make up for Hollywood, you know, things. But uh, I could tell there were somebody that wrote Drumline that may have had some knowledge of what goes on at the HBCU van. Some knowledge, you know, some knowledge. Yeah. Some, some things right. are left to the imagination. Right. And some things are left in my memory bank, which I always cherish. Yeah. And I get to understand that when I when I went to Jackson State, I didn't know anybody 
I ain't no soul in Mississippi. I ain't no soul uh, on the yard. I ain't know anybody. But uh, when I touched down, I actually made some friends my first day there. And uh, me and some of those friends are actually still friends to this day. You know, we've been in each, each other's weddings. You know, mm-hmm. we celebrate things. So uh, I made some lifelong connections mm-hmm. and lifelong friends mm-hmm. when I was in Mississippi. I still go to Mississippi. Uh, I still go to Mississippi a lot, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's, it's just some things about... Uh, something about friendship, man. You know, it's just when you meet people, have a connection with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a lifelong thing. So uh, I was nervous about going to Jackson State. I was very nervous because, like I said, I didn't know anybody. But uh, it, it was it was a good decision. Yeah, because I know, like, it's a thought of I never moved around when mm-hmm. I was younger. Mm-hmm. But you're going to this new city, and I was from the country, so like. Yeah moving to Little Rock, I'm like, oh my good like, Yeah, exactly. It's almost starting completely over. It is. You know, it so it, it, it's one of the craziest things. Uh, yeah, man, you start, you start from scratch, man, you don't know anybody. Uh, now, Jackson, the, the fun thing about when I when I moved to Jackson, the fun thing about it was uh, it was the first city that I had gone to that I thought was uh, just a little bit slower than Little Rock. You know, because I, I, I've been to a lot of places. I, you know, I've been I, I, all over the places, you know, all over the country. Uh, different cities, you know, that are a whole lot more progressive than Little Rock, and Jackson was a city that was slightly less progressive than Little Rock. And, and that's like shocking. Mississippi, right? Mississippi, yeah. Okay. It shocked me. And then we know, like, statistically, <laughs> most people know that Mississippi is one of the poorest states. It is, and it's really sad, you know. And they're behind a lot. They are very behind, man. It, it's shocking when I got down there, and I, and I was, you know, just going through the city. And I was like, man, this mm-hmm. is that they are really behind. You know, Little Rock was. You know, slow enough, but man, I got Not to, that. I got to Jackson. I was like, my goodness, it just—it's really slow down here. But like I said, I—I I, I love Jackson, Mississippi. I do, man, and I—I I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade my days for anything, man. I mean, just like I said, man, just you know, meeting people, you know, having a good time, uh, enjoy the band, enjoy my time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I left Jackson, came back to Little Rock. Uh, Mm-hmm. I was I was so focused on trying to start a start a business that that was that was my main thing. I wanted to come here. I wanted to you know get my business started because the entrepreneur bug had bitten me. And you know, I, and that was it. That was it, man. <laughs> I I always you know when people you know when you're a little kid, people ask you mm-hmm. you know what do you when you grow up mm-hmm. you know and you, you give them the standard doctor, doctor, doctor lawyer, police officer. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you give them a standard answer, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's really something burning inside you, you can't really give them that, a good answer. You can't really right. give them that answer that, mm-hmm. that they that they want to hear. Right. So that's that's what an entrepreneur. I mean, it's just, it's just like you just there's something inside you that's burning, and mm-hmm. you know a regular job can't satisfy it. That's just not enough. It's, it's not enough, yeah. man. Yeah, it's not enough. Mm. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not enough. So, so how was it going to historically black college? Uh, oh, I mean, you know, from maybe a. For somebody who doesn't, yeah, like I just want to know. It's interesting. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I've seen, you know, I've heard. Mm-hmm. I used to hear about the Gremlins. You know, I'd always right. want to go. The, I still haven't been, but a Battle mm-hmm. of Bands. Yeah, and it's just so interesting. How, how was that? Okay, know? so if if you're not used to uh, going somewhere where there's about ninety to ninety five percent black people, mm-hmm. it can be a culture shock to you. Now, now, <laughs> now, now, fortunately, every school that I've ever been to in my life. Has been a majority black school, right? From elementary, mm-hmm. high school, mm-hmm. uh, college. So I, I didn't have that same culture shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, with me growing up in Little Rock and my mother being alumnus of uh, alumni of UAPB, mm-hmm. I was always on UAPB's campus. I was, I was on the yard right. all the time, homecoming, 
uh, you know, any, anything going on. I, I was down there on the yard with my mother, mm-hmm. and so I that was kind of it's kind of in my blood. So I, I wouldn't expect anything different. But if you are new to uh, HBCU culture, HBCU life, it's a little culture shock. I mean, of course, most college campuses are the same no matter where you go. That's true. They're the same. Yeah. But HBCUs are different because mm-hmm. they are majority black, and most of them are at least 75% black, probably mostly 80, especially the ones yeah. in the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to the East Coast, they may be a little bit different. You may have a little more uh, mm-hmm. mixture, but the ones in the South, you know, Mississippi, uh, Alabama, those are, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're black. Yeah. So if you're, you know, wanting to go to one of those colleges, mm-hmm. I would definitely suggest go to a black college. Go, go to Battle of the Bands. Go to, go to a homecoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, take, even, take it in for the weekend take, take like it as in, much man. as you can. Take it in, man. Even right now, you know, the, the, the most, probably the most famous black college game is, is still the Bayou Classic. You know, because yeah, they that, show it, they show them on NBC, and that's uh, Grambling State, Grambling Southern, Southern. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. the Saturday after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. It's uh-huh. always in the Superdome in New Orleans. Yeah, uh, yep. you know, it, it's on TV, mm-hmm. uh, on national TV. It's on uh, it's on NBC, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 kind of game that everybody knows about. Uh-huh. But there are so many black college classics. I know my favorite one that. Uh, Jackson State is involved, of course, with the Southern Heritage Classic in Memphis. It's oh, Jackson I State. didn't know about that. Yeah, okay. Jackson State versus okay. Tennessee State. It's always okay. the second Saturday in September. Okay. Yeah, so they have that locked down. Oh, man. Memphis is a lock, man. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. Memphis, Love it. Tennessee, Memphis, not on one. Lock it down, man. Yeah, man. But, uh, man, yeah. there's so many classics, man. They have the uh, the Magic City Classic, which is mm-hmm. uh, Alabama State, Alabama AM. Uh, you have, uh, of course, the Bayou Classic. We talked about that. Uh, there are several smaller classes that are about that that are around too. They have a uh, well, another big one is the Florida Classic, which mm. is uh, Bethune Cookman versus mm-hmm. FAMU. Okay, that's FAMU. always Saturday yeah. before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. everybody knows about FAMU. That's, that's FAMU. Is, I think is one of the largest ones. Like A and M Rattlers, I believe. The Rattlers, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, the yeah, Rattlers, yeah, man, yeah, yeah the Rattlers. Uh, so you know, you, you basically have two types of black colleges. You have the public uh, black colleges, you have the private. Black colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, the public ones, the big ones, are probably FAMU, Southern, Jackson State, uh, South Carolina State. Just the big ones. Then the smaller ones. The smaller ones are the ones that most people know about. Uh, Morehouse, uh, Spelman. Yeah. You know, most people know about Morehouse Spelman. Those are probably two most popular ones. Of course, Howard too. Howard. Yeah. Uh, Howard is a private school, but mm. you know, it, it's in D.C. Everybody knows about yeah. Howard. Everybody knows about uh, Howard. Yeah. The actual. Uh, Hillman University on mm-hmm. different world was actually based on Howard. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Hillman okay. was based on Howard. Yeah, I think some of the episodes were actually shot on Howard University campus. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's from Different World, right? Different World, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows about Different World, man. So, yeah, yeah, Hillman, yeah. yeah. Hillman. I, I think that was the only show that, that pretty much... Was it, a, was it a historically black college? It was, was set that on the HBCU, setup? yeah. The only yeah. one that I know about that was set at the HBCU, and that kind of put a lot of people, a lot of mainstream people, a lot of white people mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. onto HBCU because mm-hmm. uh, for so many years, uh, HBCUs have operated in the background. Okay. You know, we, they, they've been around forever, been around since the you know right. late 1800s, but mm-hmm. uh, the different word kind of put them on the map. You say, oh, oh yeah. all this, you know, when you see episode of different words, you say like, hey, all this stuff happens actually happens at HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, a lot of it does. You yeah. know, you might just be out, and you know, the fraternity they might just start doing like a little impromptu step show. It might happen like that. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. You know, I mean, it just, just, it just might happen like that. You, you see people just uh, all around, and then homecoming. Homecoming really is the biggest event on a black college campus. Mm-hmm. Homecoming just brings everybody back, mm-hmm. uh, all over the world. 
yeah. I, I, I love homecoming. You know, I love. It. Oh yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's just got. I mean, it's just a hordes of people. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not just black college. It's, it's everybody. It's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you leave Jackson State. You yeah. graduate. Come back. Uh, uh, come back to know. Little Rock and mm-hmm. start uh, my actual first job. Coming from Jackson State, I actually had a, a, a nine to five. I worked uh, at a place called the Marketing Advantage. It was over there uh, in West Little Rock. Okay. Uh, I stayed there for I stayed there about three or four months, and then I got a job with uh, Singular Wireless, which is now AT and T. Uh, I started there. <laughs> they merged. And we, we merged. Yeah, Upgrade. Yeah, man. I, I worked. I worked downtown. Uh-huh. Uh, worked downtown for a few months, and then we got transferred out to the new building in West Little Rock. Uh, we actually opened that building up, and I actually was with Singular for uh, I was about two and a half years. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, I left Singular, and I got my insurance license. Uh, so, and I still have my insurance license, life and health insurance. So you've had it for I've had it since two thousand and three. Fifteen years, yeah, and that's when I came up here. Uh, yeah, that's when I came up yeah, here. I got okay. that year, okay. and uh, I've, I've held on to it ever since. I every two years I renew it. And um, you know it's it, it's been a lifesaver sometimes because uh, those times when the entrepreneur and that was the money gets low, you know you can always jump on the insurance train real quick, <laughs> you know because I'm, I'm an independent agent, so yeah, uh, you know I, I can jump on there real quick, you know mm-hmm. get what I need mm-hmm. and jump back out. And I'm always going to keep my license even though you, uh, you know I don't plan on being a permanent uh, insurance mm-hmm. agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always going to keep my license, man. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, just in case I need something. There you go. And it's always good to evolve. And that's yeah. something me and uh, Ray were talking about the other day, mm-hmm. you know. And I heard this from, from some celebrity. But mm-hmm. it's always good to have your finger in a little bit of everything. I mean, to have knowledge. Just not so much. Because I used to, oh, um, that's good. You're in computer. But, you know, and now it's just branching out. Yeah, man. Branching you, out. You know. and Multiple streams of income, man. You got mm-hmm. to have it. Because yeah. uh, I consider myself... Somebody that likes to well, I consider myself. I'm somebody that likes to read a lot, so I want to know about different things, <laughs> different things, different yeah. things, Dif- different yeah. ways to make money, different ways just to do things. Because it's, it's good to have uh, different points of view mm-hmm. on things. So, mm-hmm. uh, man, I, I read a lot of books, man. I read whatever I can get my hands on, man. I, 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 that's why I love about technology because I don't have to go to a library as much. Even though I do like the library, yeah, I don't have to go as much now. I can just hit that's Google, right. like, hey. Yeah, Google. Tell me this. What is okay? Mm-hmm. And Google pops it up for me. I, I love it, man. I love technology. That's awesome. Uh, I love, uh, I love actually, you know, building. I love building. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean like physical, you know, with mm-hmm. the hammer and nails building. Mm-hmm. I mean building knowledge. Building knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, building a business. Building communities. Uh, one of my passions for community service is uh, trying to help the homeless. And even though okay. I've never been homeless, mm-hmm. uh, most people, and you know, we got to keep it real, man. We want like a check or two away. If you want to keep it real, we're yeah, that's being homeless, man. You never know. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you never know. You can lose mm-hmm. your job tomorrow. Nothing's guaranteed nothing's almost guaranteed. anymore. Nothing. And that's really, I mean, you know, there's those jobs that are always going to be around. Like you got your, you know, your state job, mm-hmm. your federal, you know. Um, schools, hospitals, yeah. post offices, but even post offices—they're laying people off. They're laying people off. I man. mean, it's nothing's promising. Laying people off, man. And, you know, when I talk to you know younger, younger people, the generation behind us, <laughs> I, I tell them, man, you know, if you're not built for college, man, get you a trade. Just get some kind of trade. Get you a trade. But man. you know, it seems like that's what, like, 
our parents were told by their parents, you, you know, like, mm -hmm. hey, get you something. Well, back then it was what? Army. Yeah, it's almost army yeah. or, or, or school, uh, army or bus. If you didn't go to college back in the day, you either went to the military, and that, that's why you see so many, so many men, uh, generation ahead of us, mm -hmm. were in the military. Just about every man over probably fifty or sixty has been in the military. My both my uncles, I mean, they I mean, they're not in there now. Yeah, yeah, they were exactly. in there. Uh, yeah, and you said your dad. Yeah, my dad. Sir, all his brothers were in the military. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. they are in the military. Yeah. So. That was, that's just a generational thing. Mm -hmm. the, the men went to the military, but uh, the generation between that, you know, the military was seen as like almost like a punishment. It's like, oh, if you don't do this, you're going to the military. Because I remember, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people would say, well, you know, if I don't go to college, I need to do something because I don't want to go to the military. It, it always kind of seemed like a punishment to go to the military. It, it really did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Heard, I've heard that a lot of times. Yeah, so. Uh, and, and it's nothing wrong with the military, man. The military has, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's it's provided, you know, food for a lot of people. And education, educate, free education, mm -hmm. free health care. You know, mm -hmm. depending on when you know what you do. Uh, the military. I, I don't have anything against the military, uh, but I would tell young people to try to, you know, if you don't go to college, get you a trade, man. Become an electrician, a plumber, you know, journeyman license, so, man. Something you can nature. always do, yeah. man. It, it's always gonna be somebody building a house. They're gonna have a clogged toilet, man. Get you a get you a trait. You become a barber, get you a trait. Now, if, if I had to do something over uh in during my college years, I would have gone to college and gotten a trade. Okay. I, I, I would I would have done gotten a trade too because mm -hmm. uh it's it's certain things now as an adult that I that I that I think you don't like, want to pay. I don't want to pay, man. <laughs> I want to do it myself, man. That's you right. Know? And I, you know, you and I go to the same barber. Shout uh -huh. out to Rodney. What's up, Rodney? Shout out to Rodney. Gonna get him on one day. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I, I love Rodney. Rodney's a great barber. Uh -huh. But my thing about sometimes I say, man, I can really just you know shave myself, get, get my haircut, get my own haircut. Go. There you go. Uh, I'll just give you that example, and I'm mm -hmm. not gonna leave Rodney anytime soon. Right. But uh, right. yeah, man, just just get a trade. Um, just learn something, man. You see so many people now that. Really don't have any kind of any kind of ambition, kind of drive, and and then that's where oh well, I'm not, I don't have any money. I'm yeah. gonna go out and steal. Let me go. There's an out of mind. That's it, man. You know, <laughs> and that's where that comes in. That's there's where the, it comes there's in. There's a crime rate starting yeah. to rise. Yeah, man. I mean, and it, it it's sad, man, because a lot a lot of us, especially a lot of black people, we've lost hope. Mm -hmm. There's there's a hopelessness in our community, mm -hmm. and. Um, one thing we have to do is try to get hope back. I don't know. I don't know what the the answer is to get hope back, mm -hmm. but we have to get some kind of hope back, man. Yeah. We got to get some hope back because right now the way we're the way we're doing is, um, man, we're, we're we're a lot of us are hopeless right now. We we, mm -hmm. we go to we go to work mm -hmm. uh, when we can find a job. You know, we go yeah. to work, mm -hmm. uh, we go home, and we do the same thing over and over again. Nobody's really living. We're just mm -hmm. we're just in, in, in a cycle. Just mm -hmm. working, going back home, working, going yeah. back home. When you get some extra money, uh, you either put, you give it to your kids, or mm -hmm. you have to, uh, you know, get something fixed. Something broke down. Oh, I gotta get a new washing machine. I get a new, you know, refrigerator. Isn't that something though? How, yeah, like you're saying, the money's just going. It's just like it's gone. Yeah, it's like, and that's what like a lot of times my mom would say, like you know, that's what you're working toward. Like I'll mention, oh well, uh, we're going here, we're going on vacation. Like that's what you're working for. It yeah. shouldn't just be. Over and over and over. Sometimes I feel like that. It it's is, just man. it's just over and over and over. And something has happened so fast because I, when I was growing up, you know, my dad would take us on a vacation every summer. 
you know, he would he would save us some money, take us, take us on a vacation every Most summer. people can't say that. Can't and now you can't, so do that. you can't yeah, do that. You can't do it now. You can't even almost do you that. You can't do it. And, yeah. and you know, at our age, Ryan, you know, mm-hmm. by the time we get sixty five, mm-hmm. is it gonna be anything, you know, left for us to to draw from? Because you know I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. They've they said it's not gonna be it's not gonna be anything. <laughs> so we gotta have we gotta start right now getting some kind mm-hmm. of ways of getting our own retirement. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to depend on Uncle Sam to, re- to fund my retirement. That's right. I got to have some some different businesses, different things to go on mm-hmm. where I can you know fund my own retirement. Mm-hmm. If it's got to be you know because I I, I want to do a uh, well something I am gonna work on here in soon. Uh, I want to get a car wash going. Okay. I want to get a okay. car wash going and a laundromat. Okay. That, that's that's gonna be your, that's gonna be on my list. I was just about business, to say when man. you said laundromat, I thought Amelia Power. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Washing fold, <laughs> man. Some, some underground stuff going on. Oh, washing fold, man. Yeah. Go do it, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. But I mean, you can't, you you can't if you're, if you're depending on Uncle Sam to fund your retirement, you need to just reset your whole life. Just reset, it. change, Ch- change, it, man. <laughs> change your whole life, man. Change it because. Yeah. By the time we get 65, 70, man, it's not going to be mm-hmm. le- nothing left for us, man. So we got to start right now. Uh, you know, we're both still in our 30s, man. And I'm, I'm trying as, as much as I can to get these businesses going so mm-hmm. I can have something for myself, something for my family. I want to mm-hmm. leave I want to leave something for my daughter. Something like a legacy. I want to leave something, somewhat. man. Yeah, I want to leave something, something passing it down. Yeah. Make sure they have. That's all. And then, because, and, and I've heard this too. What you're what you're putting back is technically for your grandchildren. It is. It really according is. to the Bible. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's because where it's coming you, from. You, okay. you yeah. live an inheritance for your children's children. Right. The Bible says. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. That's what it is, man. And so we all want to leave something, man. I don't care if it's every man should leave something to the next generation behind him. Something. Mm-hmm. It may not be much, but at least you said something. 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 I didn't work all that. All, do all this for nothing. You, you've worked. had nothing for show, show for. It. Yeah, nothing to show for. It. And you guys, the the men before us, man, they started working when they were, you know, nine, ten years old. They, you know, of course, they didn't have like a the, the legal paperwork job, but they were working. They cutting yard, chopping Doing trees, something. something. Yes. I mean, yes. They worked from nine years old to the day they died. A lot, a lot of men worked the day they died. They, they die working. Mm-hmm. They die working. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I hate to I hate to see uh, some of our men now who are. Uh, either unable to get a job or unmotivated to get a job. I hate to see that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's, it what they say, no get up about them. No, no get up, man. Get up, do something, man. Something. Something. And like, they were even saying that, I think it was on the radio, like, if you're just sitting there, I mean, there, there's too much not, when people say, oh, I don't, there is opportunity. If you're not going to go to school or vice versa, do something. There's too much, like, like, and I don't want to be cliche, but Martin, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. they didn't do all this for nothing. Nothing, man. They got they got assassinated. <laughs> not not for me to sit around and do nothing, man. Do nothing. And they and, and I just think they just don't get it. Some, uh, the younger generation. Like not all of them. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not gonna bash all of them because yeah. I mean there are a lot of young guys that 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 know the game. They know what's mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You know they they've been taught by early at an early age like. You know, this is America. America is all about money. You know, we can yeah. say whatever we want to say about America. America is ultimately about money. Mm-hmm. If you don't have money in America, you are not worth anything. And and that, mm-hmm. that that's not just black people. That's that's everybody. Black, white, Mexican, whatever. Yeah, you gotta have some money. You got some money. This yeah. this country is all about money. It's this capital <laughs> capitalism. Capitalism. Man. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So, the the earlier we teach our children that mm-hmm. this country, first of all, if you're black, the, the odds are always stacked against you. 
mm-hmm. if you're black. Mm-hmm. So we have to teach our children early that not only are the odds against you, but you got to get some money because nobody's going to do anything for you. Um, That's true. I mean, you, nobody. You can't depend on Uncle Sam. You can't depend on mm-hmm. anybody. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. depend on your look in the mirror. That's who you depend on. <laughs> yeah, the person in the mirror is who you depend on. Mm-hmm. So the quicker we get that install, instilled in our kids, uh, I think the next generation is going to take us to a whole other level. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm having a problem. This generation has a lot of problems, but uh, overall, you know, just like when we were coming up, you know, our parents said, "Oh, what's wrong with y'all, kid? Y'all, y'all, y'all don't want, y'all don't want to go to the military. Y'all don't want to do anything. Y'all, right. y'all, y'all." y'all and, and our generation was the first generation of, mm-hmm. of blacks who uh, want to. Well, I, let me take that back. From integration, mm-hmm. uh, we were the first generation that wanted to be entrepreneurs again. Yeah. And before before integration, blacks had to be entrepreneurs because the white folks wouldn't let us do anything mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't go there. We couldn't go buy anything from them. So there was a. Uh, there were black entrepreneurs all over the place. But once integration happened, mm-hmm. and we got to go into white establishments. Uh, the black entrepreneur kind of died out for a generation. Yeah. There's a whole generation that of black entrepreneurs that that, that, that were lost mm-hmm. because of integration. And there's nothing wrong with integration, but I think we lost our will to we, we lost some of our our will to just be our own communities. Uh, a lot of people talk about Hispanics when they come to the United States, but when they come, they build a community. And they will work. I, they I'll work. say I'll say that I have no. I love Hispanics. I mean, things yeah, no, exactly. like yeah. they will work. They will get the job done, and then get the job done. Some, Quick, some fast people, and hurry, man. Yeah, and some people they they take so long, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, listen, they are not I, messed up. Uh, the Hispanics come in and. They build a community from the ground up quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they come in and they'll buy a couple of buildings, mm-hmm. and then two months later they buy a couple more buildings, and they, they keep all the money in, in that area. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's just two buildings. That money's gonna go between those two buildings. There you go. Until they get some more money to build they some buildings beside money. them. Yeah. So you know, and, and that's what Black Force used to do. That's what mm-hmm. we used to do because we had to. Mm-hmm. So you could go down like in, in Little Rock. I don't know if you, if you were about uh, the old Ninth Street. Oh, Ninth Street, right. Little Rock downtown was the black uh, Main Street. Oh, okay. So all the black, all the major black businesses in Little Rock were on Ninth Street down there where the uh, Mosaic Templars is now. Okay, yep. So from okay. there all the way down to the Dreamland Ballroom, uh, all that whole area <laughs> yeah. was were, were, were black. That's where the doctors were, the, the black lawyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all on that little strip. Uh, and every city in the South, you have. Uh, cities that had a black main street where most of the major black businesses were. You had your grocery stores, you had your doctors, your your, uh, your everything. They were all right there together because we couldn't go anywhere else. So we had to go to our own. Yeah. But like I said, man, um, integration kind of kind of kind of killed that because mm-hmm. a lot of us thought that you know the white man's apple was a little bit redder than than the black man's apple. Yeah. So we gave the white man money, and of course he's going to do. He's going to keep it his community. Yeah. Uh, you know the black dollar goes leaves community very fast. It leaves and doesn't come come back. Mm-hmm. So we've got to teach our children to, uh, you know, recycle the dollar. Yeah. Recycle. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I was wondering what happened because you said Ninth Street and all those businesses on the way, and then you, like I said, transition that. Mm-hmm. Actually, what happened with that coming in? And, yeah. And then. I mean, there's very few. I don't know many. And then, but but I'll see posts like you know, mm-hmm. support your black-owned businesses and, yeah. and everything. And, yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. they're they're black-owned businesses, but it's not like it used to be. Like, like that's for example, do, do you know of any black-owned gas station? Mm-mm. I don't either. 
Not that I know of. I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> any. And I, I've, I've been to, I, I see black folks working at gas station, mm-hmm. but they probably don't own them. Mm-hmm. Pe- people come in, and and this is why I tell people, pe- people come into to black communities, and they, they buy up, but we give them their money, and they take that same money that we have and go to their communities with it and build their communities with mm-hmm. our dollar. Yeah. See, we, we, we build a lot of other people's communities because we, we patronize them, even though they're not communities. Yeah. We patronize them, but they take that same dollar, they don't put it back in. They, flip it. they, they take it out. Take it out. They take it out, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to get wiser with our dollars. Mm-hmm. When we have to get wiser with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people come in, and, and you know, when you see this on the news when people, people ride and stuff. They say, well, why are you all burning down your communities? Well, in actuality, we don't own anything in our communities. A, yeah. a, lot, a lot of black neighborhoods, there's nothing, in, there's no business black owned. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing black owned. So when you see black people riding and people say, well, why are you burning down your communities? Well, yeah, yes and no. You burn mm-hmm. stuff down, but we don't own that. That's not ours. Yeah. We don't own that. It, it's, 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 it's sad when you go to a black neighborhood and you can go to any business in the black neighborhood and you won't see a black owner anywhere. You mm-hmm. will see a you see some you will see some Indians mm-hmm. from not not the Native American I'm talking about right. the Indians from overseas right. like the Indians because mm-hmm. uh, you know most they own a lot of hotels they own a lot of gas stations mm-hmm. uh, but you won't see us you see us working there yeah you know you see us taking the trash out stuff like that but you won't see us owning anything mm-hmm. they take that same dollar take it to their community and that's why their communities are building up so much faster it's built on black dollars mm-hmm. it is that's interesting yeah I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. What What do you think? Um, I guess so. It was I guess twenty sixteen the, 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 the police brutality? Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to touch on that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's get yeah, on, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, police brutality. So l- let me just start with me. So when, when I'm driving around, mm-hmm. uh, when I see a police officer, I'm automatically hesitant. Let me just keep it real. I'm automatically hesitant. And who wouldn't uh, be? I'm, I'm a, yeah, I am. I'm now. Exactly. Now. Because <laughs> yeah. I can be doing something 100% legal, mm-hmm. just minding my own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm a little hesitant. I, you know, I'm not scared. I don't, I don't want to show anybody I'm scared right. or nervous, but let's mm-hmm. keep it real. I'm hesitant. When, when I pass when I pass by on, you know, on the street, and I live in Maumelle, which is a, right across, a suburb right across the river from Little Rock. Uh-huh. Uh, I live in Maumelle, so everybody who lives in this area knows about Maumelle, knows about the police in Maumelle. They don't play around over there. So when I go down Maumelle Boulevard, whatever the speed limit is, I'm going to speed limit, probably a little lower than the speed limit, mm-hmm. especially if it's early in the morning. But uh, police brutality, let, let's start with that. So um, my whole thing on police brutality, um, it's, it, it's sad where grown men have to be kind of cautious uh, mm-hmm. doing just everyday things. Just everyday things. Of course, we see people that uh, the police have shot and killed uh, while they say they're in pursuit. Mm-hmm. And now, just by definition, when you're pursuing somebody, that means they're running away from you. Just by definition. Yeah. You, that yeah. means you're chasing somebody. Uh-huh. So they're, they're fleeing from you. So it's hard to be a threat to somebody when you're running away from them. Now, I understand that, you know, and some of these people have committed crimes so you know allegedly I'll say allegedly yeah so they're like I mean you see stuff on cops and they're yeah. like running away they're running away why are you running well I got the warrant I got a warrant right yeah. Yeah. so when, when you're running away from somebody that means that you're trying to get away you're, you're not trying to threaten them you're trying to get away 
So when a cop shoots you in the back for running away, I have a problem with that. Um, exactly. St- still, like I said, you know, the, the 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 person may have committed a crime, but they are not a threat to you. They're trying to get away from you. Yeah. They, they're run- they, if they if they've done a crime, they know they've done a crime. They're trying to run away. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to shoot anybody in the back three or four times for running away from you. That doesn't make uh, any sense. Though. To, any to sense. me, please somebody explain it to me. Yeah. Please inbox me because it, it I still. I see stuff online and I'm just like acidine and obnoxious yeah. remarks and it's, I'm just like really like it's, it's not about the, it's not about the crime committed it's yeah. about if I'm running away Ryan if you're chasing me I'm running away from you that yeah. means that I'm not a threat to you I'm trying to get away from you yeah I don't I don't understand how a cop can justify shooting somebody in the back uh, multiple times in the back mm-hmm. uh, how can a cop justify shooting you when mm-hmm. you're trying to pull your wallet out. I'm t- let me let me grab my wallet, officer, or uh, let me go to my glove department. Yeah, and get my where I know my insurance and stuff is. Mine too. Yeah. And so I already think now, like, oh my goodness, right? I don't know. I'm gonna get stuck. And then if I do, I gotta read. And then I'm almost in fear. Then, exactly. of what's gonna happen? Don't let it be dark. I gotta yeah. reach in there. Yeah. Now, it's better for in daytime. <laughs> but at night, at nighttime, <laughs> it's it's a whole nother level of mm-hmm. of of fear because you have to. So I get pulled over. Let's say I get pulled over and. Um, Okay, my, my insurance information is in my glove box, but my ID is in my pocket. So I'm Naturally already, it is. I, I'm in the I'm in the seatbelt right now. Yeah. So I have to reach over. So I'm I'm telling the cop the whole time, okay, so I'm gonna take my left hand and, and this is what we can do. This That's is, he, you gotta explain. I have you explain. gotta walk. Step by, step. Detail, step, step by step, step by step of what I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do. So <laughs> that should let everybody know right there that there's a problem. If I have to tell a cop that I'm, I'm taking my okay officer, I'm taking my left hand. I'm going to undo my seatbelt because my wallet is in my right pocket. So I'm going to reach over here. I'm going to unhook my seatbelt. I'm going to reach slowly into my pocket, slowly now into my pocket. I'm going to ease it out. I'm going to set it on the dashboard. Then I'm going to take my right hand. I'm going to reach into my glove box. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tear it down, and the light will come on in the glove box. You'll see what I'm reaching for. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to grab my insurance paper. I'm going to sell the dashboard too. I'm going to keep my hand, my other hand, on the steering wheel while I'm doing all this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm having to do a whole step-by-step process mm-hmm. just for something that the average white person would just grab in there and just hey, here you go, boom. Mm. You know. So and I think I think that's what a lot of people don't really understand uh, the plight of being black and getting pulled over. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole other level of, of of fear when you get pulled over. Whole different outlook. It's a whole different outlook, man. I'm trying to get home. Alive, safe. That, that's my whole thing. I get pulled over. Uh, I got pulled over. The last time I got pulled over was uh, when I got pulled over. I got pulled over about a, about a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually going down uh, Montmel Boulevard, mm-hmm. and the cop pulled me over because mm-hmm. uh, he said that one of my it was nighttime. One of my headlights was doing something. So I did. Well, I just told you. I said, yeah. "Well, I'm going to reach into my." What, I, and what was the cop? I mean. Did you see any look on it? I mean, he, he was, was he cool? Was he, 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 he was a younger guy. Uh, so anytime it's a younger cop, I'm I'm really on alert. You, you never I, know. I'm really on yeah. alert. Yeah, because he, he was he was definitely a young guy. He was probably in his mid twenties, younger guy. Uh, so I, I instantly went on alert, man. I said, okay, well, listen, this is what I'm going to do, officer. You know, and this this another tip, guys. Always give the officer as much respect as you need. Yes, sir. No, sir. Give mm-hmm. do all that. Yeah. I know we don't like to do that type of yeah. stuff. You know, we feel like that's what man. But hey, we trying to get home safely. That's all you trying to get home alive, family. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, sir, no, sir. I told him I was reaching to get my uh, my wallet. 
Uh, now, this is something that a lot of people don't know. I actually do have a uh, concealed carry license. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are getting that now. Yeah, you, and you need it. Yeah. So I have a concealed carry license. So uh, when when a cop stops me, I have to show them my license as well, my gun license. I have to show them that too. Mm-hmm. So and I tell the cop uh, I have a gun license. Now we're supposed <laughs> to tell them that we, we are something. We're required to tell them that. Yeah. yeah. And then, but my only thing about that is when I tell them that. I don't want them to get the idea that okay he has a gun license so now I gotta be extra I gotta keep his, he won't keep his gun his hand on his gun now right isn't that something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I you know and I, I I noticed that you know he, he did he put his hand on his gun when I told him that so I told him I said well I'm gonna reach in here I'm gonna get my my ID and my uh, my gun license mm-hmm. and I'm gonna reach into my glove box with this hand I did I did all this and and <laughs> pull down and, and show you my show you my uh, information. And you know he just checked everything out. He just told me to kind of get my light fixed because my light was crooked. Okay. And uh, that's all it was. So of course, not as bad. I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sigh of relief, like, man. Relief. So y'all, lot, now y'all don't get that, man. We yeah. we have to have a sigh of relief when we get let go, man, because we don't want to get. But if, and you tell me, and I'm thinking, hey, when all this is even going on, yeah. so in, you know, summer 26 or spring, I'm thinking. Yeah. This is almost like back in the day. It's almost like back in the day. It's, it's, it's scary. Like, it is, man. It, 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 it's it's legal killing. That's what it is. It's, it's legal killing. And I remember Rod again, our barber was talking yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just like, "Oh, well, forty five gets in." You know, president. You know, it's yeah. everything go. I mean, it's almost like anything goes, man. They're gonna do whatever they want to do. The cop, and yeah. and that's it's almost like yeah, that's what's been happening. Mm-hmm. And, and the cops, uh, uh, the bad police officers, and not all police officers are bad. The list, the guys right? Are bad. Yeah, yeah. But it's true. The, it's the true. bad ones are empowered because they know that there's no punishment coming. Yeah. You, you can you can kill an unarmed person and get two weeks vacation. That's what it is. Yeah, something you, you get you get. Uh, what is it called? Uh, administrative leave with pay. The way it is with it, pay, right? It, it's almost like say. I'm in that position of authority, mm-hmm. but and, and I'm doing it and, and still get reward. I mean, like what? Until I guess they can investigate it or whatever. But they're still getting paid, and they're still getting paid. It's like, a vacation. You, 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 kill, you kill a black man and get a vacation. <laughs> yeah. What you do? I mean, it sounds bad, but that's what it is. That's in reality. reality what that's it what is. it is. And so when you hear uh, black men like us talk about this, uh, people, we are coming from a place of. Of, of genuineness. I mean, it's not like we're just trying to fan the flames. Th- this is real. This, and and this, that's, I know what people immediately, you know, if they yeah. listen to it, that's what they're going to think. And it's it, nothing. And people, people put stuff online. Yeah. Oh, you, woe is me. It's nothing of that nature. No, Again, you got to understand, you're not in our shoes. Not in our shoes, man. You, you never will be unless, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. And, and I've always heard it's either, either if you date somebody of opposite race mm-hmm. um, or have a you know, kid, and even then, you just get a small tape. I mean, you yeah. remember the Titans? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, what was his name? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know about, yeah. yeah. Uh, Coach Yost was was telling Coach Boone, mm-hmm. you know, hey, when your sins endanger my, but he was just like, you know, I'm really sorry, but now you see what my you daughter goes on is. a daily, daily basis. basis this is just one time versus all the time. Yeah. Like, you got to understand. I mean, how many the people are listening to us? How many times have you all uh, been in an office building? And got on the elevator, and there's a white lady on there, and she'll say, "Well, I'll just take the next one." Yeah. that happens. Mm-hmm. That's reality. When it's you go reality. and uh, go into a store, and uh, you know people, you know it's people. Because listen, as a black man, I'm always watching my back. I'm always looking, looking on my shoulder, yeah, even true. though 
I, I, you know, I don't do anything illegal. I'm still watching. Yeah. So I know when people are following know. me. I know, yeah. I know people following around the store, man. I know mm-hmm. when people, you know, clutch their purse a little tighter. People think we we make it up, man. That, that, that's real. That's for real. <laughs> it happens for that's real. serious. Yeah. It happens every day. And then you get the looks. Yeah. Uh, man, one of my favorite guy. I mean, far as I guess sports wise, mm-hmm. Greg Popovich. Oh pop. Yeah. Oh pop. <laughs> And he tells it like it is. Yeah, I does. mean, I, I'll, I'll post. I actually just posted a video for mm-hmm. him saying, you know, you know, because you were born, you know, mm-hmm. white. You know, yeah. you are systematic. You know, given privilege. You yes. know, and that exists. Is this P- people think that white privilege is a, a fairy tale that black folks made up? Mm-hmm. It, it's not a fairy tale. It's real. There, there are things that, as a black man in America, there are things that I can't even dream of doing mm-hmm. and, and want to be alive. I, mean, I see people. Online cussing out police officers and putting their hand in their face and all that. man, I, and they don't get it done. Either. But if you if you were to do it, oh my god, <laughs> you talking about bullets? Oh man, they knock down. Oh my beat, god, beat Rodney shot. King all over. Oh, get, like worse. <laughs> yeah, because, because now, like I said, cops are in, cops have no fear of prosecution. Mm-hmm. So you talk crazy to a cop, man. He can just put a gun and shoot you. Oh, he was threatening me. Mm-hmm. And then what was the body cam? Oh, I had my body cam off, mm-hmm. which. Why, why do cops even have body cams if they can switch them on and off? Those, those body cams should be on when that, when that cop clocks in that body cam should be on the whole the shift. Whole time. Yeah. Now if you're on lunch break, okay, cool. Turn it off then, but uh, if you're on the shift, you should be that, that cam should be on yeah. every stop, everywhere yeah. you go. I know, I know a lot of people don't like it because, uh, you know, I know and I know some police officers, you know, they, they do different things, you know, when they uh, aren't you know, actually doing, you know, patrols or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, man, when you when you clock in, we have technology now where when you clock in, your camera should be on at all times. All times. It, it should yeah. be on. There, there shouldn't be any kind of shooting where we have the question anything. Mm-hmm. It all should be in, in the body cam evidence. And I and and the ones that the shootings that take place that do have body cam evidence, I, I must be watching a different video. Because <laughs> yeah. I, 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 maybe I see things differently because mm-hmm. I am a black man. Maybe I see things differently, but mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that I see, I'm like, well, man, this, this dude is guilty. He, this dude yeah. is running away and mm-hmm. he shot him. But of course, again, hey, administrative leave with pay, get a two week vacation. Mm-hmm. He comes back and, uh, well, the shooting was justified because the cop feared for his life. That's all you got to say now. Yeah. Oh, I fear for my life. Mm-hmm. And you can shoot somebody and get away yeah. with it. I and you just be reassigned and yeah. that's it. That's it. Man, 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 man. So, uh, I guess uh, transition to sports a little let's bit. Let's do it. Man. Let's do it. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, and, and I've spoke with uh, another person mm-hmm. about this uh, one of my episodes. So, the uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. What's, he, your, what's your, I mean, he, and the people are like immediately. The people don't like him. Oh exactly. well, he could have done it on another stage. Well, I'm thinking. Well, yeah. Actually, he chose probably the best way to like <laughs> the biggest stage in America, man. But yet, he didn't say anything at first, mm-hmm. you know. And I've, I've seen on Facebook uh, these things, and where it's like, um, you know, you can protest quiet, you know. Oh, protest quiet, they do, it, and it's still mm-hmm. people are mad, you know. Yeah. They're, I mean, it's almost like he can't win for losing. Can't win for like, losing, man. Like, and they're like, oh, well, he wasn't getting that much playing time, and he did this, and it's not even about that. He even it's said. Not- it's not even, you know, it's, you know, those words, you know, in that anthem. Yeah, exactly. You know, he doesn't believe. And, you know, that's his belief. Everybody has different beliefs. Exactly. And that's just not a, that, just of anything. Mm-hmm. And, and, 
you know, are they criticized? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what well, do you think? I mean, well, the, the whole Colin Kaepernick situation, uh, first of all, approach is he's doing the right thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trying to shine light on police brutality. Mm-hmm. And of course, as soon as he said that, the narrative immediately changed to it always does. He, he just the flag. It, it, oh, he's the military. Oh no, and it's it, not even about. That. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's not. But the, the NFL, of, of course, now the NFL, uh, all the owners are except for I think the guy in Jacksonville. I think he's Indian, but mm-hmm. they're all yeah. white billionaires yeah. from from a whole different generation. Right. These are older white guys. Mm-hmm. These 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 are guys that were in their 20s and 30s doing mm-hmm. the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. So they have a different outlook on life. And of course, when yeah. you're a billionaire, your outlook on life is going to be different anyway. So you think you can do what you want to do. Um, but the protest, did was supposed to, it's supposed to make people uncomfortable, which it has. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to bring about dialogue, which it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he chose the biggest stage in the country to do his mm-hmm. protest on, which is the NFL. The NFL is the biggest sport in, 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 in America. Mm-hmm. And... It's just a silent protest. That's all it is. A national it's anthem, nothing. what lasts about, what, a minute and a half, two minutes to sing it? He, he did a two-minute protest. That's and it. all this has occurred from a two-minute protest. So, it's of course, anytime you're trying to bring light of police brutality, the first thing is, uh, oh, you're disrespecting the flag. And, of course... People like us are saying, like, no, he's not. He's mm-hmm. he says they're disrespecting the flag. He's trying to shine light on police brutality. A silent protest. A silent, and he, you know, yeah, he's not really, yeah, silent. I mean, he's not doing he anything. anything. <laughs> he just, he just, he just sitting here with on, on his knee. Mm-hmm. He 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 just he's just on his knee. Mm-hmm. That's all he's doing. He, he's still looking around. Mm-hmm. He's just on his knee, mm-hmm. and from that we get to the point where he's disrespecting the military, disrespecting the flag. They made it more oh than my. it even, he, and it's just it's this, one of those things like, oh my god, like it's yeah. just going overboard. He's going over. I mean, they're they're going overboard, and to, to, to the point where you had you know last season uh, toward the middle of last season you had all these these fake link arms. Let's. Oh, that's for the TV. Let's link on. Yep. Let's all kneel together. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, "Come on now, this this is just too much." Yeah. Because it, it lost the spirit of what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have the NFL is what seventy percent black. It is. Yeah. Okay, so most of your employees are black. Uh-huh. Uh So you, but of course the bosses are white. Yeah. So they're, they're going to so bring it's like you got to do what that well. And sad, I'm a Cowboys fan, but like Jerry Jones is like, "Oh, you're gonna stand." Yeah. Or, and I'm like, "Are you really the coach? You're the owner. You're the owner." Yeah. But he's like, "Oh, you're not gonna play." Or you, and then notice what they did. They mm-hmm. they took a kneel before. Yeah. You know, that's all and, I mean, and, 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 and yeah. Kneel. Notice he, you know, once again trying to go around it. Mm-hmm. You know, find a way. Yeah. You know, about that. Exactly, man. I mean, it's just that that was just so to me. I was like, man, this is like the fakest thing ever, man. You really got let's all link up, let's all kneel. We had the owner here too, and let's take some camera shots. Let's take some take some pictures yeah. of it and put it on, on the newspaper. Hey, let's do it. Everything's good now. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know, after that, and then of course, you know, with 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 Trump entering in as well, doing what he did, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, all the stuff that he said, and mm-hmm. you know, of course, now Donald Trump is friends with those guys. They all run the same circle. Yeah, yeah all, all, sure. all, they're all, they all, they all know each other. Mm-hmm. They're all cool with each other. Mm-hmm. So when he says, "Hey, uh, that's looking bad," but of course, we all know that everything is money driven. We talked about right. earlier. Everything in the United States is money driven. Yeah. So 
if, if those owners felt like they weren't going to lose any money, they would let those guys kneel, do a backflip, whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. But they got pushed back from uh, the, the fans, mm-hmm. you know, NFL fans, especially the ones in the South. They say, hey, that's hey. what it is. And I, and that's what John was talking about at work. Mm-hmm. It's the fans. That, it's the fans. Now, NBA, we know it's completely different. It's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. yeah. But, the, you know, the fans, especially, like I said, the, 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 cap, the tex, tech, people in Texas, you know, mm-hmm. Alabama, Mississippi, the, the Southern fans, they're like, hey, uh, they come, hey, what's going on here? These guys are kneeling. Mm-hmm. Just disrespecting our flag, which it wasn't anyway, but. You know, Fox News and Trump made it like that. So uh, yeah. they made the phone calls and say, hey, uh, you better get them guys standing up or we're going to pull out seats and tickets. That's <laughs> and what it's all about. And, and that's what this. And then they're saying sponsors. And that's when John was like, yeah. well, why don't they can get another sponsor? I mean, exactly. not everybody is going to believe mm-hmm. that that's wrong, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's all about money, man. When the, the only thing that moves a billionaire is losing money. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, well. Uh, What's what's the season ticket looking like? We've lost how much? Twenty percent season tickets? Oh my goodness! That's I got I got to do something. I got to work. I got to work. I got to do something, man. Because <laughs> yeah. like I said, um, if they weren't losing money, they would let these. They, they, them guys don't care about them neither. They can do whatever they want to do if, if they were losing money. It's it's all about losing money. Mm-hmm. You know, if if if, if a billionaire loses a, a ten dollars, he's like, hey, well, I got ten missing. What's up? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. hey, billionaires, they they rape with their money now. They, they are, yeah. yeah they yeah. they stay on top of that. Yeah. So that's what it's all about, man. It's about money. But, you know, I uh, I mean, I still, it, it's hard it's hard for me not to watch football, of course, because, you know, yeah, now, it's, it, you're kind of torn. Like, I'm, I'm torn, man. Yeah. You know, I want to, I, I want to get with the, uh, with, with, with the boycott, man. But it, it, it's so hard, man. I, I can honestly say that I didn't watch as much. Mm-hmm. NFL last season, I, I can say that. Yeah, uh, that I didn't watch as much last season, and just depending on you know what happens, you know between now and September, mm-hmm. I may watch. I may watch a little bit less. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, I, I really hope that he keeps on doing it. Though I, I hope other <clears throat> hope other players. I think they have the rule now where you can stay in the in the, in the locker room or whatever they. Yeah, and, and that was even uh, one of my friends was telling me he was just like you know they prop I don't I mean no disrespect when when I say this but the, you know he was like well why don't they they don't necessarily have to air them doing a national I mean you know sometimes most of the time sometimes they I don't say most of the time but sometimes they don't they don't. But then here we go, like, it's almost like, oh, and, and that's fine if they do, you know, oh. nothing wrong with the military. I had, you know, we have family, both yeah, nothing, the wrong military, military. nothing wrong with it. But when they, when they're, and then they saw him, they saw Colin Kaepernick do that. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it's it is. Right there. there it is. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with the military. The, 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 the problems with the narrative, the, the narrative that has been replaced. Uh, Cause when Kaepernick originally said, you say, Hey, this is about police brutality. And then the very next day, it's about disrespecting the flag, you know. Yeah, they just it's, it's about disrespecting the military. So the, the narrative is what we have. We had a problem with the narrative. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing wrong with the military. The, the problem with the narrative, uh, you know, change the narrative. So I think there's something now where people can stay in the locker room or something. Yeah, and you know, they don't have to. Come and, out. The, and the people that do, they can come out and yeah. they can hold the flag or whatever they want to do. Yeah. If they, because I think one of the guys from uh, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, he had the flag. Bill yeah. Waver, yeah. I mean, he was holding the flag, and that's fine. You know, he, I think he served in the military. That's perfectly fine. Nothing wrong. No problem with the military at all. No problem. And so, so now it's, the narrative is, if you have a problem with that, you have a problem with the military. No, I don't. I don't have a problem with the military. Not at all. I don't. And like you said, though, why do why do they have to show it on TV? 
why is that, why do we have the national anthem playing when we go to like the high school games? Or I mean, I'm just I'm just raising the question. Why? Yeah, it's, why it's almost like how come? Okay, and and it, I don't I'm not trying to compare it, but prayer in schools. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. I remember we used to, and then there was certain, and then for a while we didn't. Mm-hmm. I think when I was younger, second or third. Mm-hmm. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Or, you yeah. know, Pledge of Allegiance, you stand up and, 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 and everybody turn toward the flag in the classroom. Yeah. Elementary school, yeah. And, but now, it's not. So, you, well, why why isn't prayer being brought us? I mean, you could switch and turn it however. And then, but we're not. We're not <laughs> I mean, doing it, man. No, it's not even worth It's just almost like picker battles kind of thing. That's like, right. It's not even about that. That's what it is, man. And, I mean, you. is there anything in the NFL TV contract that says we, you must show the national anthem? I, I don't know. It unless, might be, but unless now they like they might do it now. The contract, yeah. But, but I mean, I mean, like you said, man, that, that's a great point, man. Because why do we at sporting events play the national anthem? Why, why, why is everybody so in love with the flag? And like I said, I'm not going to disrespect the military. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, why is everybody just all of a sudden we just wrapped up? Oh, we got all this and, and now here's a, here's a tip guys now here's, here's a pro tip now this is just me personally this is not Ryan's opinion this is Kenyon's opinion <laughs> anytime I meet somebody that's like ultra patriotic I'm a little cautious that, that's just me now, when, when some you, people are yeah some people yeah. Will agree with you yeah, yeah because when, when, when you are so wrapped up in America this America that uh, I'm cautious first of all because most black people who read a lot of books we have like a we love America at the same time um, it's, it's like a love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we love America because uh, we do get opportunities. Freedom. Here. Freedom. But at the same time, the our freedom that we hear, we're here on a, on, on a false pretense. <laughs> the reason why we're actually in this country right now yeah. is on a, fa- a false pretense. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, we were brought here. We were, we're the only group that was actually brought here. Yeah. Everybody else came on their own. You can't... Some people try to compare the plight of blacks with the plight of people that came over and went to Ellis Island. Oh, come on now. Come on. You, you, come on now. Let's keep it real. Now, you all, people who came to Ellis Island uh, still came voluntarily. Mm-hmm. We, we had no choice. We, we were on the boat. Yeah. On, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. So, most black people have a love-hate relationship with America. Uh, so, when I see somebody, like I said, this is, this is Kenyon talking, not Ryan. This is me talking. So, when I see somebody that's really wrapped up in the flag, you know, mm-hmm. super patriotic. I'm a little cautious, and that's just I'm a little cautious because uh, most people, in my experience, that are super patriotic. They they're a little racist too. <laughs> I mean, let's keep it real. They're a little yeah. racist. They they're so in love with America that only thing they see is white America. And some somebody says, and "There's no such thing. It's America." I mean, and that's the thing. It's everybody, but. You got the people that want to divide. And they want to divide it. It's divide and conquer almost, the, to an extent. You see a lot of people say, we want our country back. It, The only people that can say making that, a, Americans, Making man. America great again. And I was like, why? Like, it's already great. It's like, not, we go through trials and tribulations. Yes. Okay, per the 9-11 thing. Yes. Controversial with that. But everybody came together. And it's almost sad that, mm-hmm. um, I know, and those religious, non-religious, but um, if, if if something happens, if it's God likes, if something happens, mm-hmm. it's almost like it brings us, it, it's almost, it takes us like, where we, it, it's something to bring us together. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad, like something has to happen to bring, because all this going on, and it's almost like a natural, something like a natural disaster, something happens. Exactly. That brings everybody, brings everybody together. together. And that's what makes America great. 
America's already great. There's no make America make America great again. That was just it's probably like, like what you're saying. It's probably yeah. Man. yeah. There are key words that you know. Let's make America great again, meaning that it was better back in the fifties when things were segregated. That, that's what that's that's all I hear. That's every time somebody says that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. You know, they can tell me to hear something else, which well, I respect your opinion. But mm-hmm. for it's these ears, yeah. when somebody says let's make America great again, that's what I hear. Let's take yeah. it back to to segregation. Let's take it back there where, where yeah. blacks knew their place. Yeah, you know that that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, I, everybody hear different things. That's but, right. but that's what I hear. Yeah, you know. But uh, you know, uh, even the white people who are racist should know that uh, the Native Americans were really the first ones here. I and, mean, and so many memes they, that come out now where it's just like this was theirs before it was anybody. Theirs. <laughs> it was theirs. You know, of course, we yeah. know the story of yeah. Columbus dis- discovering America. Which I actually had a teacher yeah. that was Caucasian <laughs> that told me, and I took a African-American history class uh-huh. at Pulaski Tech. She said, uh, uh, she said, oh yeah, by the way, Columbus did not discover America. Exactly. America, and, I, and, I, and I've heard that multiple times, but it's funny yeah. teachers saying that. that you know? Yeah, he, he discovered something that was already had a big civilization. Uh, of course, we know that um, when Columbus and of course I guess uh, Hernando de Soto and all those guys mm-hmm. that came over mm-hmm. uh, they brought disease with them and so That's right. uh, man they kind of ravaged man I mean that, that disease man it, it, it wiped pretty much wiped them out you famine know? <laughs> famine in the land man yeah. famine yeah. in the land yeah. it wiped them out and yeah. so the same America that um, Columbus quote unquote discovered mm-hmm. is the same America that after all the Native Americans died the ones that were left they Put them in a little corner of Oklahoma and put them out on the reservation in uh, Arizona and New Mexico. Put them out there mm-hmm. and uh, say, "Hey, well, you know, you all can have this. Mm-hmm. We, we took everything else. You can have a little yeah. corner of Arizona. You can have a little portion of Oklahoma. You That's know, all you get. Here you go. Here you go. Have it, mm-hmm. and then we'll give you a casino or something. We get literally get a little money. Give you a casino. There you, you know. go." <laughs> It's so Make America great again, man. There it is. There, there it is, right there, there man. Kind of winding down. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, man, Black Panther. Oh, I, man. I mean, phenomenon, man. Cultural phenomenon. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, man. awesome. Like I don't even think. I mean, for us, it, it was great. It was for us. That man. was great. Like, it was, man. Yeah. I, and, and not only was it just a, a cultural phenomenon, it was a good movie. It was for everybody movie. though, and not, <laughs> movie, not just yeah. for African American, but like everybody. Like it was the movie was for every. I it mean, was it everybody. was actually a perspective outlook. Yeah. And and then great cast. I mean, cast they won great. a ton of awards. I hope they get an Oscar. I hope I they do too. Hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope they get nominated. Let, let, let's we'll get nominated that. first, man. Let's yeah, go. we gotta get a nomination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I look like it, it's a cultural phenomenon. Uh, I don't even remember the last movie that was probably just that uh, big, that just that big. But you know, but, but here's the thing about you know us as black people, man. We will support something that that is if we see something that that we can get behind, we'll push. You remember when the first season of Luke Cage came out, man? We shut down Netflix. We 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 get something. It out. It's almost like entertainment. Entertainment, yeah. That has to do it. it has to, it has, <laughs> has to do it, man. I mean. Uh, the, the black dollar is very powerful and people know this uh, pe- yeah. people who don't like us know that the black dollar is powerful That's they right. know it yeah. so uh, expect to see Black Panther 2, 3, 4, 8 mm-hmm. it's all coming out because yeah. uh, Disney made all kind of money and they sure did you know some people have seen after they saw Black Panther they saw uh, Infinity War mm-hmm. they saw what happened to T'Challa I'm, I'm going to give it away because I haven't seen it but <laughs> they saw what happened and they said yeah. well, would it be a Black Panther 2? of course yeah, that kind yeah. of money. Come yeah. on, 
they got to. It, it's, coming back, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it's coming back, man. It's coming, man. Disney's in the business of making money like everybody else is. And they see something made, you know, that had uh, over a billion dollars mm-hmm. in ticket sales, mm-hmm. you know, on, on a budget that was, what, what, $300 million, $200 million, $300 yeah, million? really. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they got probably like a billion dollar profit. Mm-hmm. It's part two, part three, part four oh. coming out, man. <laughs> coming soon, man. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Keep the money coming I, in, and man. People were like dressing. And, and I was just thinking, oh, it's just going to be the, the, the Marvel nerd or the, the, yeah. the superhero. Man, it was like a turnout. Man. Like, I didn't expect it. I was like, yeah, but. Get you all that stuff, man. And I, I was all I was all for it, man. Yeah. Even though I didn't own a Dashiki, I was like, hey, dress up, man. Dress up. So, do because, what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, because, man, yeah. people dress up for Star Wars, Star Trek. That, that's right. Do it, man. And I remember somebody said, somebody was like, oh, well, people dress up for that other, Dude. you know. <laughs> hey, people in line with Darth Vader mask on, lightsabers. You know, all that stuff, people in line doing the, you know, what's that, uh, they're right there. Oh, yeah, 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 Star yeah, Trek, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Live long as pro- prosper. Live long yeah. prosper, man. Yeah. Hey, dress up, man. You know, if, if you're and, a movie embrace fan, it. embrace it. Yeah, and you nothing know? wrong with that. I went I went the very first night, uh, Black Panther Open, man, sold out. I, I, I bought my <laughs> tickets. Uh, the movie came out the middle of February. I bought yeah. my tickets the end of January. I bought mm. my tickets like three weeks before the movie. And, and when, so I, when I bought my tickets, man, it wasn't that many seats left. You know, you do the the, the, the preceding. Right, right. So when I was pressing them, I was like, man, ain't a lot of seats left. <laughs> so I think we knew how big it's going to be. If the mainstream media didn't know, we knew how big it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Just talking to people who, mm-hmm. you know, because we were talking at the job, man. Er- Everybody had tickets, man. We, Everybody. We were going yeah. tickets, man. Yeah. What night you going? What night you going? Oh, I'm going Friday. I'm going people saw two and three yeah. and four. There wasn't even uh, comic book superhero just movie going, fans man. like just to go. Just going, yeah. Just and going. and, and uh, I, I am a comic book movie fan. I've seen all the Marvel, all the mm-hmm. I read comic books growing up. So uh, uh, I am a real. I'm not just one of these uh, Black Panther guys. I, <laughs> right. You, I, you I, for real. I'm you for real know about it. You I'm, know about I'm it. real about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. real yeah. about it. Yeah. Ain't you see how that's all going to turn out of Infinity War? Well, the Infinity War's out, but Ant-Man and Wasp. And Ant-Man and Wasp, yeah. And then you got, I'm Don't ready for Avengers 4, Avengers Captain 4. Marvel. There, there's Hopefully uh, she lives up to expectations. I, I hope she does, man. <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they got a lot of riding on her. Yeah, because they say she's going to be one of the, she could actually supposedly defeat Thanos. Like, she got yeah. the power. She's got it, the seven skills. Or, it's a lot of riding on her, man. Yeah, so. And you know, there, there's, a, uh, there's a Sony Venom movie coming out in October. Uh, you seen that trailer? It's, it's ben, like Venom. Venom. Oh yeah, Tom yeah. Hardy, Bane. Tom Hardy, Bane. Bane is going to be Venom now. <laughs> now Bane was the truth. Besides the yeah. Joker and Dark Knight series, Bane was the truth. Bane was real, yeah. Because yeah, the, yeah. the first Batman Begins had uh, with the Rich Ghoul and the Scarecrow, I believe. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. The second one, Joker, Joker, and the third one, uh, Catwoman and, uh, and Bane. Bane. And Bane. Bane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, I, I, I enjoyed the man. Uh, I want DC to get back on too, man. Because DC's going through hard times. D- DC anime movies are great. What is going on with it? Is it because I and then some like a Zack Snyder supposedly dropped out the director that yeah did the, I, I don't know what's going. They brought on. in Joss Whedon to reshoot the whole movie, most of the movie and yeah. Uh, when I saw Justice League, I was like, man, they you can tell it was. It's almost like they right there. They at the finish line, and then because somebody told me they're like Batman Superman when it uh-huh. versus Superman when it came out. They were like, man, it was. It almost let you down. It did. It's just like, right? Oh, why it's did right you do there. that? It's right there, man. Every time, like, something the, the two it. biggest superheroes Pretty, in history. In history, Superman and Batman, and you know, and I, the movie was okay with me. I, yeah. One, let me one woman saved, in my opinion. One woman saved. One woman was good. Yeah. But let me. To me, they. When I saw Justice League, I went back and watched uh, Batman vs Superman again after I saw Justice League. And I said, well, man, they really neutered Batman in Justice League. They did. Batman was useless in Justice League. I mean, he didn't do anything, man. And, mm-hmm. and, and 
uh, BVS man, he was busting heads, cracking skulls. I said, yeah. man, that's the bad man I want. Right. That right. Man, that scene, the warehouse scene. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> I want that Batman. I got something totally different in Justice League, man. Who, who's your favorite Batman? Uh, I mean, I know Jeff said she told me like she, she thought um um. Uh, What's his name? Affleck. Affleck. She thought Affleck was, was a. I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. He was yeah. good as Batman. I guess the age, like the age he was, like it was perfect for him. Yeah, because how he looks now. He's an older Batman. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like based on the on the uh, Dark Knight Returns. I didn't mind. I, you know, the two. I, I mean, I liked Keaton. I mean, I like Affleck too, but Keaton and then uh, Bale. Bale wasn't a Bale, bad one. Bale was good, man. <laughs> Bell had a lot behind him. Bell had good writing. Bell had good movies behind him too. That's true. Sometimes you can you don't have to be the best uh, actor to play the part, but if you got a really good movie behind you, there you go, backing you, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can make good. I mean that that's why nobody really fools with George Clooney as far as Batman because he had a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he 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 looks the part. Right, but he had a terrible movie. He had a terrible movie. Terrible movie, man. Yeah, you know, it, a, a lot of times it, it you have to have. Uh, not necessarily an alias actor, but we have alias mm-hmm. movie because when Iron Man first came out, Iron Man mm-hmm. is really a B-list character. Yeah, he, he, in the comic book world, he's a B-list he's character. B-list, but now but he, had an a, he had an A movie. That's true. The That's movie what, had a big following. He had a big following, man. Yeah. Th- Thor is a B-list character. Th- Thor is a B-list character, but yeah. I mean, the, the, from the original uh, Avengers, the only one I would say that probably was an alias character from his origin point in the comic book mm-hmm. was probably Hulk. He was Hulk was a, the most popular one. I, I think so. Yeah, but Hulk yeah. had terrible movies though. Terrible, horrible, horrible like, movies. He's an alias character with bad movies. Horrible. That's Iron why they Man, can't do any more. From what I heard, they're not going to do any more solo Hulk movies. It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. work. He, he's a he's an alias character, comic book character, but he has terrible movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man just opposite. He's a B-list character with a great movie. Yeah, and that's what killed the whole franchise. It took a B-list character. Because Iron Man came out in 2008, the same year that right. uh, Dark Knight came out. That's right. And so, yeah. man, Batman was making money, but killing. He was killing it, man. Yeah. It, it, that's why it's so sad to see now where DC is going. Because man, Batman was just printing money. Yeah. And now it's just that like it. just oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But DC animated movies are still great though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I love them. Definitely, the animated ones are really animated. Are good man. They, 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 they need to hire the animation team to do some live the live action movies, man. Because right. the stories are better. Uh, the overall enjoyment mm-hmm. is just better than me. They, they can yeah. tell a better story in an hour and a half mm-hmm. than the live action taking like three hours. Right. Way better story. Right. So uh, we we got the NBA awards tonight. Who, who, who's your pick for the MVP? Who you think's uh, gonna win? Uh, mm-hmm. that they're, they're probably gonna give it to Harden. I, mean, I think he knew. I think Harden's gonna get it, man. <laughs> Harden's gonna get it. First, man. I think he threw that game. Yeah. <laughs> game seven. <laughs> Hard to say what you mean, but uh, you know what? A lot of people after last year when uh, when Westbrook got it, uh, and, and Westbrook pretty much punched his ticket to the Hall of Fame after last year because oh, yeah, he did something nobody's double. ever done in fifty years. And did he do another triple double this year? This year, uh, that's what people are talking he, about. He's in the books. He did three years in a row. He's got to be in the books. Yeah, he's in there, man. And then people first ballot. Yeah. Oh, he's first ballot guy. Just because mm-hmm. of that people people didn't even really check for Russell this year. Mm-hmm. That people didn't even take for him, man. He did the yeah. same thing two years that people thought would never happen again. Would never happen. Yeah, yeah. He did two years in a row. Yeah. So, so man, where, where you at on the internet? You want we want to get some plugins? Uh, people yeah. can reach you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or do I, I should ask you? Listen, do you so, want to plug man, anything listen, so people can reach all, you? Listen, always all my social media is Kenyon D Jacobs. That's okay. Facebook. That's Twitter, Instagram. Get at okay. me, Kenyon D Jacobs. Okay. Um, 
Man, I, I love I love people, man. That's awesome. <laughs> and so you got the real estate going, man, and, got, and then got some real estate going. Okay. Uh, got some insurance adjusting going. There you go. Um, I, I told you earlier, trying to want to do a uh, want to do a car wash, want to do a laundromat. There you go. Uh, that's on my list, man. Listen, everybody, write your goals down and look at them, man. Write them down, look at them, man. I, awesome. I, I write things down. Uh, I have little notebooks and have things written down. I have little post-it notes with stuff written down. I have stuff on my phone written down, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, write your stuff down. Uh, the Bible talks about write your vision, make it plain, man. And they say it, a man. lot of times if you write stuff down, you're likely to achieve it. If you do write it, on paper, man. write it, have a go. Do it, do it. Well, uh, yeah, man. Well, uh, thanks for being on. Appreciate you, man. Man, no problem. <laughs> Anytime, man. Anytime. All aboard the Ryan Express, man. Appreciate Ryan Express. you. Hey, hey, man. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you. All right. And there you have it. Wow. What a great one in the books. Podcast with Mr. Kenyon Jacobs. And I think we can take a lot from this one. Uh, a lot of inspirational words. Um, boy, <laughs> I'm kind of speechless. But another one, great one in the books, guys. And uh, hey, let's all make a change for the better. And just know that if you make a change, there's always something better on the other side. This is Ryan White signing off on the Ryan Express podcast. We'll see you next week.